This is Claiming Your Voice with Janice Garrard. In this podcast, I feature guests with passionate stories of hope, inspiring others to claim their voice in a world where we can be bold together. This evening, my guest is Jackie Harner. Jackie is a trans country, transgender adoptee. He was adopted from Chisnau, Moldova in 1994 at approximately age two. In his spare time, he plays hockey and loves watching his two favorite teams, Washington Capitals and Indy Fuel. Jackie resides in Bloomington, Indiana. Jackie, thank you for being a guest and we look forward to hearing your story. Cool. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, I was born on December 6, 1992 in Chisinau, Moldova in the Biru district, which is what my birth record says. I was born Iriva Konstantinovna Stomatova, which is really hard to say if you don't know how to say it properly. It took me a while to learn. Uh, my birth parents were Iriva, I mean, Irina Konstantinovna Stomatova, and my dad was Alexandrovichi Konstantin Stomatov. In Russian names, they attach a different end of it depending on if you're a boy or a girl. So, yeah. Um, I was apparently unclaimed for six months and stayed in the hospital as a baby a lot. And then I moved to an orphanage in Moldova that I don't remember name of it or anything. My mom has pictures of me in the orphanage at her house. And then I stayed in the orphanage until about, I was 1.99 years old because I came to the U.S. a week before my second birthday. I was just going to ask in your adoption records, does it show or tell uh, why you were unclaimed? I don't know. I haven't really seen my record. I just have my birth record was the only thing I've seen. And my mom told me I was unclaimed. Um, I have two siblings. I mean, one sibling, an older sibling. And when we were, when she, when I was brought home, I mean, when we flew to Fort Wayne and then drove to the town I grew up in, we shared a room when we were little and we basically would stay up all night talking. And my mom at, at some point had to be like, okay, go to bed. Because when we, once I talked, I never shut up. So was your other sibling adopted? Did you say? Yes. Okay. And from the same country? Nope. She was domestic. Oh, she was a domestic adoptee. So have you been back to Moldova? Nope. Not Do yet. You plan Okay, but you it's not yet. So you plan on going someday? One day. I'm hoping one day to go. So tell us what it was like for you growing up. Did you always know that you were adopted? Yep. That was definitely something I knew as a kid. And a joke I made was, oh, your parents are stuck with you. I was chosen when I was younger. Just because I was like, you had to be stuck with your parents. I got picked. And that was a joke my sister and I would throw around the school. What type of a response did that get? Uh, the kids usually just stared at me like, why would you say that? So when you said that to them, what maybe uh, triggered that? What what made I, you say that to them? I guess when we were talking about our parents when we were younger, some of the kids would be like, oh, I have a mom and I have I like have a mom and dad. And I was raised by a single parent. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but you're stuck with your parents. Mine chose my, me when I was younger. Okay. And so about when did, 
how old were you when those types of comments were being made? Uh, probably around five or six, maybe definitely maybe seven. It was like around first grade, second grade. I was held back in kindergarten. So I got two years of naps. I like to talk about that. Like I got two years of naps. So that was nice being held back. It was nice to have two years grade. of naps. Yeah. Yeah. So you had it pretty easy. So now you, in a previous conversation, you had told me that you have a disability. So do you want to talk about that? Sure. Um, I am autistic and I have ADHD and I am visually impaired and I possibly have CPTSD, but I'm still working on getting that diagnosis. Okay. And so then how did you navigate school with the ADHD and the autism? It was hard. I didn't get diagnosed with ADHD till after second grade, and I didn't get diagnosed with autism until I was 17. So what were some of the indicators that they thought that you were autistic that had them be tested? Um, I refused to kiss my mother, like on the lips. I refused to do it. I was like, that. I didn't like to taste the lipstick was my excuse, I think. I just never would kiss anyone on the lips. It weirded me out. So they thought that that was one of the reasons that you might be autistic? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I talked a lot about things I liked a lot. Okay. Things that you like a lot. So what do you like? Oh, hockey. Lots of hockey. hockey. Yep. And you play hockey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Getting... How old were you when you started playing hockey? About last year, actually. My mom got me skating lessons for my birthday. That's really cool. Yep. I Go discovered ahead. there's a league for people who have visual impairments up north. Really? And what yep. is that? It's an indie, indie adaptive hockey, and they do blind hockey, and the puck is about this big and has metal ball bearings so you can hear it going across the ice. Okay, so the puck is about maybe three to four times larger than the average hockey yeah. puck? Okay. Yeah. Then you were saying that you were transgendered. So do you want to tell us about your journey with that? Sure. When I was five or four or five years old, I told my grandmother, I don't want to wear a dress anymore. And she's like, okay, I won't buy you dresses. And then she uh, bought me a lot of toys and stuff in the boys section I liked, but it didn't really click until I was like 19, I guess I finally was like, oh, this is a thing. I'm going to, this is me. And I socially, socially transitioned for about 10 years and started medical transition about uh, 2020, yeah, September 2020, I started hormones, had top surgery in 2019, and yeah, 2018, sorry, and I'm having my full hysterectomy done uh, in two weeks. In two weeks. So how do you feel about that? Ready. Ready to ready to have it done. Okay. What else would you like to share about uh, being adopted? Sometimes it's really hard and like not knowing where you are medically, because like I've had like medical issues stemming from like medication changes and all that, and like that's fine. I think the 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 um, medication changes finally been sorted, but I found out I have possible. They found out, oh, you don't get enough B12, we're going to give you shots. 
and I'm like, okay, cool. And so I get, I just do it on the same schedule as my testosterone injections to make it easier. Have you noticed a difference since you've been taking the B12 shots? Yeah, I have more energy, a little more energy. I like, like, I think my mother said something like, you're basically dead half the time because I like had no energy. Hmm. And that was not like me. Yeah, it's boosted my energy and I lost like 80 pounds within a year without trying. So that was concerning. Mm -hmm. Did they know why, why you were losing the weight? No, I just thought it was my medication. And then mm-hmm. now that, and then once that was sorted, I just kept losing. And they're like, oh, this isn't right. And so about 30 blood draws in, they finally test for B12. And they're like, oh, that's a little low. We're going to give you injections. So I was like, okay, cool. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that you have a lot more energy. When we had talked before, you also told me that you had done a DNA test, I think. Yep. And what did you find out? Let's tell our listeners. Okay. Um, I found out that I have, they narrowed it down to Romani, which is Roma, or I don't really want to say the word because it's a slur, but it's, I'll say G slur word. So no one learns that one. And I found out I have a few relatives who passed, who died in the Holocaust through my own, through my DNA matches and my own research. Then do you consider yourself to be Jewish? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I am actually work. My mom gave me the deal that I could go to synagogue for a year and she paid for all the conversion stuff, like all the classes and all that. Cause I'm on disability and can't exactly afford that. But my mom's like, well, it's a part of you and I, and I want you to be able to be yourself now. And the DNA test doesn't lie. So she's like, okay, if you do, if you go for a year, then I'll pay for everything. I said, okay, cool. Are you finished with your classes then to convert? Um, I'm doing them this fall and this spring, this next spring. So April 20, so 2024 spring. And then it takes about a year to fully go through the whole convert, six months to a year to go through the full conversion process. And um, I'm going to do that. And my mom's going to pay for me to be able to con- pay for like the conversion classes and all that since... She know she knows it's something that's important to me, and it took her a very long time to come to that stage. Were you raised Christian? Yep. So that is why it's difficult for your mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you started your classes? Uh, I start them in a couple weeks, I think. With and they're on Zoom, which is nice. So I'll be recovering from surgery and be able to do the classes from my mom's. While I'm recovering, and then I can go back to Bloomington and continue them because some of them are on Zoom and some of them are in person. That will be convenient for you to have them on Zoom while you're recovering. Mm-hmm. And I wish you a speedy recovery when you have that done. Thank so, you. what else would you like to talk about, Jackie? Uh, I love my favorite animal are cats and I I grew up with cats many kitties throughout the years and currently my parents have 20 cats and I basically renamed our our farm the meowing minefield because at breakfast that's literally what it is you you get the food out and they're all like hello is it for us and we're like yes now calm down and they're like no we want food 
<laughs> well, it sounds yeah. like it would be an interesting routine for the morning then. So now do you oh, yeah. live at home still with your mother? No, I live on my own with a room and I have a roommate and he's great. Well, that's good. So do you guys have like the regular chores divvied out between you? Yeah, we we always we the only thing we get confused about is who does dishes. So we're kind of like, OK, you unloaded this week. I unload this week. So we kind of switch off who unloads and who loads the dishwasher. That's great that you can live with somebody and get along. Sometimes yeah, that doesn't nice always. <laughs> well, that's good because sometimes that doesn't always work out. But it yeah. sounds like it is. Yeah. It is. He's a nice guy. And we like a lot of the same movies, a lot of the same video games. We get along pretty mm -hmm. well. Okay. Tell me about when you were in high school then, and you were going through these feelings maybe of that you weren't, didn't want to be a girl. How, how did that work for you while you uh, were in high school? The kids basically knew me as a kid that wore a lot of funny t-shirts. And I think in eighth and ninth grade, my mom's like, well, you need to dress more like a girl. I was like, no. So my mom, I guess, finally was like, fine, just wear whatever shirts you want, as long as, long as they're appropriate for school. She, she finally was like, fine, I give up. And then the school my senior year had a spirit week, like every school has those for like, for people who aren't in America, I guess, if we have listeners outside of the country. Um, spirit week is like when they have like a big week theme, each day has a theme. And one of the themes was dressed as the opposite sex. And that was my favorite one I did. And my mom's like, oh, you're going to love this one. And I uh, dressed, uh, I got to wear my ACDC boxers. I wore my cargo pants, my shirt. And I got, and I wore a hat and everyone's like, hmm, this is literally the happiest day you've ever, the happiest you've been in, in, in school. It's like, yep, exactly. So even then you were uh, feeling like you wanted to make this transition then. Mm -hmm. Did the other students accept you? Yeah, I actually started transitioning after I graduated. So okay, most of the kids were like, oh, cool. We're happy for you. Great. Like, they were super cool. And like, oh, we always knew that. It's like, okay, cool. Hmm. So they were very supportive of you. Mm-hmm. Very good. My reputation as my school's biggest fan of the band My Chemical Romance still precedes me. <laughs> you want to talk about that? Oh, yes. <laughs> Uh, they've been my favorite band since I was about 13. So seventh grade, I discovered them. And uh, they basically, I listened to them through, from middle school and I still listen to the day, to this day. And I saw them in concert last year on August 24th. And that was really, I went with my best friend and her husband and we had the best time. I can tell and, by your face that it was a really happy time for you. Yeah. It was so much fun. I'm the year the year anniversary is coming up, and I was like, I'm gonna watch that on you. Someone uploaded the concert to YouTube. I'm like, I'm gonna watch that again. <laughs> are there any other bands that you are a huge fan of? Uh, mostly My Chemical Romance, and they're probably my favorite band of all time. Like to this day, hands down, my favorite band. Okay, well, that's a band I've never heard of, so I'll have to check that out. Nice. What other things do you like to do, Jackie? uh draw my grandmother my adoptive grandmother taught me how to draw uh I play video games my favorite video game is NHL any any year because I like the NHL games um and I 
like to skateboard too. And you like to skateboard. Do you want to say something to the adoptee community? What would be your uh, message? Um, let's see. It's messy. It's confusing, but it's good. To, I think it's good to stick around in the world because the world needs you. I like that. It's like, thanks. You thanks. are as supportive to. I think you are a great supporter of adoptees. You being an adoptee and you understand the messiness of it. Have you found any biological relatives? Just like small DNA matches that I haven't had the had really the courage to contact, but I still think it's cool that I found them. Mm -hmm. How close were of a match were they? Uh, third to fifth cousins, so okay. kind of far out, but still cool. So, have you ever thought about if you got to see your mom and dad, your biological mom and dad? What would you tell them? Uh, I hope I turned out okay and hope you guys still think of me because I think of you. That's beautiful. Jackie, thanks for being here to tell your story. Is there any last comments that you want to make? Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, yeah. The shirt is kind of weird, but the shirt I'm wearing is from a hockey, a hockey, uh, uh, charity up in Canada called Puck Support and they're really good and they focus on mental health and substance misuse for hockey players in the hockey community and it's super cool and uh, I just highly recommend looking into their podcast as well because it's okay. like really good yeah, sorry mention the organization again Puck Support P-U-C-K-S-U-P-P-O-R-T Puck Support and your shirt says one day at a time. Yep. And it has the Puck Sport logo as the O. Well, I will look that up and then I'll put the link in the comment section. Okay. Jackie, cool. thanks for being here tonight and telling your story. And we wish you the best in your surgery in the upcoming weeks. And I'll be in contact you. with you to see how you're doing. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. You betcha. Mm -hmm.